Hello and welcome back to Mayor's Minutes. A little under the weather here with the cold. Uh, apologies for that. Um, recovering from my surgery. So hope you're all doing well out there. It's a little chilly. Um, as promised, I have uh, the talented Joe Cosgrove on the show today. We're going to talk about uh, home heating. Um, and if I forget everything else, I'm going to tell you, um, almost like I predicted, I went home last uh, week after doing the show, after introducing this topic, and um, my house is heated with propane. Hampstead Street is one of those streets that uh, you, in some sections of it, have um, town water and sewer, but they do not have natural gas or oil. So I learned a lot about propane when I bought my house uh, because uh, whoever buries the tank owns the tank. And I have a company at Western Mass who has to come and fill my tank. That's long and short of it. But the moral of the story is I looked back <coughs> and I got the same amount last year to fill up that I got this year. Last year it cost me $435. This year it was $745. So if you need graphic proof, there it is right there, right? That's propane, but that's just one of many. We're going to talk about it, Joe, right? We're going to do the yep. COVID numbers first. <laughs> Excuse me. But I wanted to um, talk about a couple things. So first of all, before I forget, we have um, the Santa Parade is scheduled for um, this coming Saturday. Um, the weather is going to turn season unseasonably warm tomorrow, but then back towards the cool for Saturday. Uh, but it does look sunny, bright, as the slide for Santa Parade. So Saturday, November 20th at 1 p.m. <coughs> Starts at Pelham Street, goes all the way up to the stadium. Uh, we're hoping as many people come out and can see it. It is, Jill Stacklin has done a fabulous job. There are, uh, I have to list in front of me, instead of being um, uh and ignoramus, I can read it to you. There's like two and a half pages of, of teams and bands and uh, cars and floats and vehicles. And, of course, the jolly old elf himself at the end. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. That's this Saturday, November 20th, 1 o'clock. Come on out and see the parade. Um, and then we have the tree lighting coming up. No, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> December 5th. And we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show, but um, that's going to be exciting, too. We've got a great event planned for the loop. It is the slide. So, uh, Sunday, December 5th from 4 to 8, we have uh, pony rides. We have uh, train rides. We have sleigh rides. We have uh, the Jolly Old Elf. Uh, we've got caroling. We've got story time from the library. We've got characters walking around. We've got lots of things going on for the tree lighting. So we're hoping, uh, and we have a tree. So we picked a tree. Um, there were many people involved in picking the tree. Um, so my experience in this is that a lot of people want to say, oh, our trees stink. Um, we picked a tree from a thorn. <laughs> Hopefully you like it. Uh, it looks great. All right. So the Monday after Thanksgiving, it'll be cut down and moved to the loop, put up. And we've got over 6,000 lights to put on it 
Uh, we're going to do that ourselves with our DPW this year, lesson learned from last year. We're not going to pay somebody to do that. So let's do the COVID numbers, and then we'll come back to some of the fun events again. So unfortunately, we're going in the wrong direction and significantly. So if you remember last week, we were only at 75 new cases, 169 in the last week. So those of you that are thinking this is over, it ain't over. All right, it ain't over. And this is the point where, <laughs> excuse me, I would tell you we have vaccines, right? We're running clinics to give them away. We're partnering with Greater Lawrence Family Health. Uh, we've got some being done at the field house. Uh, we've advertised it in the past. Even children can get vaccinated now. So come on out and get vaccinated. Let's let's put a nail on this thing. Right? So we're up to 169. <laughs> Excuse me, next slide. The good, the Santa Parade I talked about, November 20th. Uh, the tree lighting is December 5th. Uh, Debbie's treasure chest is hosting its annual warming night, and we are accepting coats at City Hall, police station, etc. Uh, this coming Sunday, November 21st, from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Nevins Library, uh, Debbie's Treasure Chest will give, do the warming night and give the coats away. That's great. But it's not too late for you to give. And oh, by the way, uh, Debbie's Treasure Chest also does toy collection for Christmas. So we're doing those at City Hall and um, uh, police station, so please help. All right. Uh, all this talk about, <coughs> excuse me, offshore, you know, vessels and how delayed Christmas is going to be. Uh, maybe it gives us a chance to put the real sense of spirit into Christmas, right? And do something for somebody else. All right. Uh, they're not so good. Our vaccination rate, you've heard this before. Our positive cases went up, as we said, significantly. Out of the new positive, 64 were breakthrough. Uh, 22 Moderna, 32 Pfizer, 10 Janssen, and the trends are all in negative directions. So that's the not so good news. Next slide, please. <coughs> There's the male and female. The females still asserting their dominance in the number of people that have uh, gotten COVID-19 in Bethune. Next slide, by age. No mystery there, keeps growing. But we do have a chance here now that we are finally able to vaccinate our younger folks, right? So if you've got a child between the ages of 5 and 12, you should be getting them vaccinated. And we've got several clinics. Um, we're partnering, you know, hopefully you saw the announcement that we partnered with the City of Lawrence. Um, and there's gift cards being given away. Um, so plenty of opportunities for you to get vaccinated and address this deaded virus. Um, then the current week, our 169, you can still see that 46 of them were under age 19, uh, but 28 were in the 50 to 59, right? So this thing has not gone away um, entirely. Next chart. That's the current week. All right. Uh, the next chart is the one the mayor loves, the big three. Uh, and you can see that uh, Lawrence jumped back in front of Haverhill. Uh, based on our 169 for the current week, we may move right up there as well. So that red bar is the previous two weeks, 
and the blue bar is the number of cases over the life of the pandemic, all right? And so in Lawrence, for example, 22,000 people have, have been COVID positive, 22,486. In the last two weeks, 254. <coughs> in Methuen, 9,106 are positive, 176 in the last two weeks, but of course that doesn't include the 169 from this week. Right, so our number is going to jump, and then there's the comparison of the big three in the last chart. Um, let's do it at three eight seven, and we'd like to be in the lead, but we'd like to be even flatter than that if possible. All right? Okay. Then my favorite chart, where Ryan shows me that he knows just what Essex County is. He prints this every week. Every week on the show, I. I dump all over them, yet every week he still puts it in there. This just shows the number of uh, cities in Essex County, of which Methuen is one of them. Um, and then the last chart, which is probably the most important one. <coughs> so the state is up to 77.8% first vaccine. So it's almost 80%, 78% across the state have received at least the first dose. That's what that's telling you. That's at 77.8. Methuen's at 66.1. So we're trailing it by almost 12%. Uh, and then at the state level for the fully vaccinated, it's 68.6. And Methuen just crept into the 60s. We're at 60%. So we are making incremental progress. Um, and hopefully, with the vaccine open to the younger folks, we can make a little bit more progress than we've been making uh, because it's so important. So those are the COVID numbers. Um, sobering. Uh, the good news is we didn't have any deaths. Um, but the numbers are back up. And as we head into the holiday season, uh, all the more reason to take precautions to get the vaccine. <laughs> so go to the City Methuen website and look at the places that we're doing vaccines. We did some today, as a matter of fact. All right, so uh, the basic tenor of this show is I wanted to talk about homes. And homes and heating. Yeah, winter home heating, right? Must be because I'm getting old, Joe, and I'm getting cold. I'm cold all the time, right? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, it is. It's, yeah. it's welcome so, to November. All kidding aside, I'm, I'm worried about some of our folks, and I'm worried about, um, you know, how little people are aware of what help is available to them, right? So what's out there? So I love the slides you put together. I, I know you're going to take us through, but I'll interject as you go. <laughs> All right? Sure. Okay. All right. Very good. First, uh, we can... We can put up the first slide, but your your lead in talking about what you're paying on propane yeah. costs was really everybody's feeling. And actually, there was a there was a little blurb in today's Eagle Tribune. The headline: Energy costs to skyrocket this winter, <coughs> and propane. You know, for the average propane user is looking at a thirty to forty percent increase in uh, propane heating costs and oil. Is, is going to be about the same. But this is, you know, the first question. I know you like factoids and data. I love them, yeah. So I'd like to, to check out what's the breakdown of, you know, how the 
18,000 households we have in the film, what are they using for home heating fuel? And 68% are like me, are on natural gas. Um, we have about 16% are using our, an oil, 10% are electricity, 6% are like you using propane or some other delivered fuel, and 2% are using some other thing, either solar or geothermal or not using anything. And if we looked at these numbers a generation ago, when I first came to Methuen in the 1980s, 68%, that was about the percentage that used oil. So the oil numbers have been going down because we've been really in two decades where natural gas has been relatively cheap. Price of oil, there were the 1970s oil shocks. Right. Things moved from oil. Right. And so as I think if we came back, if we were able to teleport a generation ahead, that electricity number will go up. If you've seen the state this week, um, you know, came out with the, the new mass save plan in terms yeah. of where there's going to be lots of incentives for doing conversions to electricity. The state's climate resilience plan, decarbonization plan, talks about getting away from fossil fuels to more into electricity and creating <coughs> the grid. So a lot of infrastructure money that's coming through this going to be a lot more money for electrifications. We're doing things, uh, you know, in terms of electric vehicle charging stations, so it's going to be cleaner, cleaner vehicles and cars, and also cleaner buildings in terms of how we fuel. So we're we're kind of in this transition, another transition period. So the the next question is how much how much we use in terms of Methuen, for Methuen households in terms of electricity and natural gas, how much we use each year. And some interesting figures in, you know, for homes, this is all homes in Methuen use about 125,000 megawatts hours of electricity and 12.6 million therms of natural gas each year. And businesses we have 130,000 megawatt hours of electricity and a whopping, you know, 5.6 million therms of natural gas. So we lose, we lose a lot of energy as a city. We're a city of 50,000 people, yep. 18,000 households, 1,700 yep. businesses. Yep. So what happens in energy costs affects the economy, and as you say, it's, uh, you know, we, we have, you know, there are, What's happening now is a concern because last year, we go to the next slide, what's happening in energy markets. Last year, when, when everything was shutting down, energy prices went down. Cost of gas went down. Everything went gone. And as, as we've recovered from that, as things have opened up, we've seen prices go up. And the commodity markets, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, from, from fall 2020 to fall 2021, the, the spot price for natural gas has gone up 61%. Heating oil has gone up over 100%, 115%. Wow. And your propane has gone up almost 150%. Yeah. So, so for the, what that translates for the average consumer, the, the household, is, you know, where the, uh, somebody with an oil furnace last year was paying 213 a gallon. Today... We're paying three twenty-seven dollars a gallon. Wow. 
or today, you know, on propane. I was checked the prices today. It's four to four eighteen a gallon for propane, and natural gas. It's still 187 percent. So that's still, you know, even with natural gas hasn't gone up as much, but that's still 20 percent more yeah. than last year. You know, propane's about 30, 40 percent. Oil's going up 30 to 40 percent. So that's a real concern <coughs> in terms of how people, the most vulnerable people, who need home heating assistance. And when we look. You know, in terms of what people are paying, that's several hundred dollars. When you're talking about oil, some several thousand dollars a winter that people are going to get hit with this year. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, it's just so it's kind of imperative. You know, what we've been talking about is how people can get assistance and long term what they can do to to save money in the long run in terms of making their homes more energy efficient. So, yeah. so we, that's what we really want to talk about today. And yep. Some of the things. So the first slide, you know, is talking about really the one of the main programs. That, it's really federal money that comes to the states that goes out to the regions is the low-income home energy assistance program. And last year, there were about 100, 146,234 households in the state that received this assistance. That's about 5%, 5.6% of the state's households. And a lot of that money is going to, you know, to, you know, Second Cities, Lawrence, Lowell's. But it's also going to other regions. Through our region, it's the Greater Lawrence Community Action Council. Methuen households are eligible for that money. Methuen, North Andover, Andover, North Reading, they can all participate through the through the GLCAC program. And uh, so the, how, and how that program works is that it's it's really available to <coughs> subsidize a portion of the heating bills and you have to go through a through a, an application process. The money was released early this year because of concerns about the um, because of the skyrocketing, skyrocketing costs, and so the Biden administration did release additional money this year, 90% of the money that was set aside, even though they have all these budget problems in Washington in terms of approving a budget, Congress did approve release of this money early, and GLCAC, starting uh, November 1st, they've been accepting applications, and so... There are income qualifications for that. For a family of four, um, it's 78,751 um, income, gross income, could qualify for uh, the heating assistance program. And the contact people, and I think the next slide in terms of how to apply, you know, if um, you can call GLCAC, the fuel assistance staff, and they're at 978-681-4950. And they will, um, you can actually email the application to them with supporting documents, which include, you know, a household income verification statement, social security numbers, birth certificates, you know, documenting household members, you know, a valid photo ID, and, uh, you know, a copy of current heating bills to verify the address, and proof of rent or mortgage payments. And they walk through the application with you. It's calling, but call during business hours during the day. There's more information <coughs> on the GLCAC website, which is 
www.glcac.org and look up fuel assistance programs, um, you know, low-income home energy assistance program. Yep. Through that. So we looked at. But what else can you do if you don't? Even if you're not eligible for that, if your income is too high, you don't qualify for the for the low-income program. There are other things you can do, and one of the most important things is to call your utility company, and they will. They are pretty good about working out a payment deal. If you're having hardship, or you, or you're, you know, you owe some back payments, you can work with them in structuring something so you can get over these peaks and, and stretch out for a, for a something you can pay out over the year. And uh, that's important. And also make sure you may qualify for a discounted rate. There is, they, the utilities do offer discounted rates. And if you're eligible, a lot of seniors are. A lot of uh, families with kids, you know, who you know, may have had change of work condition last year, they may be able to qualify <laughs> for the discounted rate. And so it's important to call the number on your utility bill, customer service, and see what what you can work well, through. Well, the utilities that. they give you a bill every month, right? Right. They won't put you on a plan unless you ask for it. You have to ask, for right? It. So you can get some people that are paying like four hundred dollars for electricity in the winter in a month, yeah, and forty bucks in the summer, and yep. your utility company is willing to spread that over the twelve month period, right? Right. So yeah, you have to. But you gotta ask. Get, you gotta ask. Yeah. And uh, they're pretty good. They're pretty accommodating. You know, they they want to work with you. They you know, in terms of, you know, everybody wants to keep you in your home. They want to show yeah. service. Yeah. Um. So, so it's really <laughs> encouraged people to do. And if you're looking, if you have a boiler that's faulty or falling apart, they do offer heat loans, which is zero percent loans that you can pay for. Off your off your bill over time, over twenty four months or thirty six months. So, so those are some of the options, you know, in terms of what we're looking at. There. But you could also you could so when you were on the show before, you talked about home energy assessments. Oh yes. Right. So we so are under Susie. Yep, yep, we did. Yep. So in terms of one of the things, you know, in terms of making home energy efficiency, we are Methuen Municipal Partnership community with MassSave. MassSave is everybody pays a portion toward energy efficiency improvements on their on their bill and that goes to a pot that the utilities offer rebates through the MassSave program. And historically Methuen has had low participation rates. And so we were able to apply for a municipal partnership program grant. They provided marketing assistance to us to to help get the word out about the MassA programs and the incentives. And it's really intended to boost our numbers, to have people. The first step is really to get that home energy assessment. <laughs> yep. And the easiest way to do that is to go through org, the website that we set up. <laughs> yep. And people can schedule the their energy assessment and what is an energy professional comes through and basically does an inventory of, you know, what's the how your insulation is, how efficient your your furnace is, 
um, uh, windows, kind of look at weatherization issues, yep. and kind of gives you a whole report of kind of a menu of what you can do to make your home more energy efficient. I did it. I did it too. <laughs> Actually, it works. It saves. Uh, there are especially there were especially good deals during this period of COVID this year. There's uh, special assistance for insulation for weatherization insulation um, incentives. So if you're particularly for rental students, owners of rental properties with one to four units can get 100% of the cost off the rental units. And so that's that's kind of a deal. It's a great deal. Really as much, it's a great deal. And that's going away at the end of this year. So, um, so now it's time to do the weatherization. Yep. Act yep. now yep. And, and sign up. But the first step to qualify is to get the, the schedule your energy assessment. And you can do it online. It used to, you know, as a matter of fact, it doesn't, it used to be somebody would come, you know, a, a team would come through your house. Yep. You can actually, you can walk through it online, taking pictures, sending the pictures to the website. It's pretty, pretty easy, user-friendly if you have a computer. But really, the first step is to do the scheduling. They give you some cool free stuff, too. And you get cool free stuff. You used to, light bulbs. Light bulb, you used to get light bulbs. The light bulbs are going away because it's been the market. Okay. So they've been phasing that out. But the power cords and the low low insulation. shower heads. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so you can get cool stuff, free stuff. It's amazing. You're paying it directly through your bill. You're paying directly right. toward the fund that's funding the program. Right. So everybody should participate in that. But that really contributes to your, you know, we're talking about, so people say, well, why are they going to Methuen Saves? Because it contributes directly to your home heating or cooling bill. Right. Cooling. So. And your whole, you know, an electricity bill, if you're, yep. you know, lighting, we, we, our yep. household and through our city buildings, we cut <laughs> our electricity costs by, you know, basically a third um, and just doing light improvements, so, you know, just converting the LED me, lights. Another rant for a different day. I hate it when it's dark at 4 or 6 p.m. I know. I just hate it. Well, it's welcome to November. It's that yeah. time of year, but uh, Christmas is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. There's, there's a parade Saturday. So yeah. yeah, the parade. Let's look at the positive. Turkeys. Yeah. Turkey. We had a lot of turkeys in front of our house today, too. I had... Yeah. You must have a lot of turkeys in front of your house. There are, yeah. So, so anyway, we're in the Mass uh, Partnership Municipal Partnership Program, and uh, I can I can show you our numbers of where we are in goals and where we've had great success and where we need people to beat the bushes. We this is our second year in the program, and um, and this is really kind of enlisting. It's kind of a whole citywide campaign that we started last year, Yep. and we boosted our numbers tremendously in terms of the home energy assessments. We did so well that we our, our goals are much higher this year. So I can show you on that. And here's sort of the, the breakdown. And I'll have to use my glasses to see what that is. But so we've basically set four metrics, <laughs> and the first being the home energy Assessments. We have a goal of 451 households to be served, and as of uh, from about a month ago, from the September October, we, we we get report. You know, total reported was 190. So we've got a lot of things to do to you know 
Get your energy assessment now. Yeah. There is the word we want to get Before the end of the year. And before the end before of the year, these deals run out. the program. You can yeah. do it every two years and, uh, and you know, qualify for different incentives and rebates. Yep. On rotorization, we're, we're doing pretty good. We've got, we had a goal of 497. We're up to 329 and more coming. And in heating and cooling systems, we're doing fantastic. We beat the goal and basically two-thirds through the year. We had a goal of 257, and we're almost at 300, 294 from a month ago. And small business <laughs> has been super. We've super. seen much more activity on the small business. We did a special effort outreach to some of our small businesses to take part in those incentives. We had a goal of 33 and 139 businesses benefit in, in Turner. So, so that's great news to see as, as uh, you know, a lot of these small businesses were really impacted by the pandemic. Yeah. And this was a way they can help save costs. And yeah, your takeaway should be a little larger and, there, though. Yeah. <laughs> the 2021 special incentive, 100% off cost of approved insulation for rental units in one of the four unit buildings. buildings. So that was that was a big deal offering this year, and that's yeah. if you have rental property or even if you're a renter, you know that qualifies. That's that's like a no cost insulation program. Usually it's seventy percent of cost. So this year it was basically they're they're offering a free deal to to get Great. you in. So and next year, so yeah. twenty twenty two. Because you remember that first slide in terms of the incentives for electrification. So we're seeing in the new program that's coming out that there's going to be a lot of incentives to to convert from from fossil fuels. If you've seen those many those uh, those heat pumps in terms of for heating and cooling, there's going to be a lot of incentives. So a lot of opportunity for small businesses in terms of looking to. They're going to need a lot of people, uh, you know, to do the installation of those. But they're offering, uh, going to be offering real incentives on the electrification, putting in heat pumps. They're going to train a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people. There's going to be new industries. They're going to have to really work up the workforce to get that done over yeah. the next three years. So your advice is basically for people that are struggling to pay their heat. They can go if they're income eligible to the the LIHEAP, I called it. Yes. <laughs> From Greater Lawrence well, Community Action I hate, Council. I know acronyms, yep. Yeah. The Greater Lawrence Community Action Council. Yep. Um, so there's money available there to fit the income guidelines. Or go to the utilities. Um, and not to put you on the spot, I remember Joe Kennedy used to be on TV talking about yeah. reduced oil costs or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, the energy, you know, that was the oil program, um, you know, oil fuel assistance. And yeah. there is, and that's an, also, there are other, um, you know, energy assistance programs through those private, particularly through oil companies. So don't freeze. Don't freeze. There's no reason you should be without heat uh, this winter. Even without the cost, don't skimp, don't do anything safe. A lot of people try to save money by doing space heaters and doing some of the, you know, that right. I know the fire, you know, our fire chief is concerns about, you know, people doing dangerous 
Yeah, fall asleep with a space heater on it. Yeah, problem. space yeah. heaters are concerned about, you know, carbon monoxide, you know, people yeah. doing, lighting fires in homes and, you know, so, yeah, don't do anything, you know, that's not safe. And if you are safe, you know, get in touch with our safety folks and, yep. and but, but really try to work out with, first stop is with the utility right. company to make, you know, to make sure you're not paying more than you should be paying. Right. And to try to work out, so if you get hit with a big fuel bill, you know, next month that's double what you were paying last year, yeah. or close to it, that yeah. you can spread that out, you know, into... My hand trembles I wrote the check. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's a significant increase. Yeah. But you have to, as you pointed out, you have to ask for it. You do. All right. But uh, ask. Don't be out there and... All right, we're going to take a couple questions, and then we'll come back to Joe. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, could you please explain the impact of residential potential trash pickup and service delays, given the content of today's Eagle Tribune article? Uh, can we bring trash? All right, so let me talk about that, because I came on a little strong the other night. So first and foremost, there's a public hearing on trash tomorrow night. Um, I think it's 6 o'clock. It is at the Great Hall, and uh, hopefully by this point in the tenure after I've been in office two-plus years, you understand I have a low threshold for trash tolerance. Um, and quite frankly, I'm disappointed in our service provider uh, because I met with them, and they committed to some actions that they haven't been able to sustain. Now, my understanding is they saw the article in the paper, and they called and there was something posted on our website. And, you know, my feedback is that's great, but it's not good enough. All right? So they didn't give us a, a deal. You know, that was an increased price for the one-year renewal um, while we were evaluating the options. And, um, you know, I saw a thread on social media today where some people said, well, I don't have any problems with the trash. And that's good. That's the way it should be. <coughs> Uh, trash should be a non-event in the city. But I would be lying if I said to you that it's probably one of the most contentious issues uh, that we see. I could give you social media posts ad nauseum where people have had uh, trash pickup. The contractor uh, committed to communicating with us if they weren't going to be able to finish a route. And then um, just a couple weeks ago, same thing happened again. Um, and no communication. And so, you know, to me, your word means a lot. Um, so this, I don't want the citizens taking their trash to the transfer station. That's not what we're looking for here. We're looking at whether we continue with JRM or whether we bring in another company. And we're actively investigating that. And we'll look at the contract we have with JRM. Um, and I want to say publicly, I understand that, um, you know, everybody's got problems finding employment. As I was driving up here tonight, I see the sign on the fireside says, close Sunday money due to lack of employment. Um, you know, people don't want to work. I don't know any other way to, to get around it. And that's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not a excuse me. This is not a one-time deal 
This is a repetitive action that keeps happening. And so we're going to address it because you, the citizens, deserve to have it addressed. So we're not asking you to take your trash to the landfill. Um, we, if, if we end up uh, severing the contract, and that's an if, uh, I've talked to the legal team and they're looking at it, uh, we would be putting another trash provider in its place, right, with clauses, additional clauses in there to kind of protect us. And that's what it comes down to. I want to be crystal clear, this is not to be punitive, right? We just, um, when a behavior is repeated more than once, it's it's a choice, right? And that's what we're dealing with here. And so um, if our trash provider is willing to improve and communicate, I'm happy to stay with them through the life of the contract. Um, but I'd still want you to come to the public hearing tomorrow night because in the city of Methuen, and you know this, Joe, you'll, part of, you'll be there tomorrow night. Yep. Um, you know, we've got to make some hard choices. And I say that, you know, uh, I think people think we've got a predetermined uh, method, go automated or do this. Um, and I have not put my hat on a peg yet how we're going to go. Because it doesn't make any sense to do that unless the residents sign up to to acknowledge it. If we're going to go <laughs> um, recycle every week, for example, which is something some people talked about, well, that's going to increase the cost of recycling for us, right? We've got to do, A, a better job recycling, and B, it's going to cost more money. And we've got to talk about where that's going to come from because, you know, there's no magic here. Right? It's all paid for one way. So uh, I want you, the citizens of Bethune, to be part of the decision. Whatever we do, effective you know, the end of this contract, which will be July 2022, whatever we do effective the end of this contract, I need you, the citizens of Bethune, to be on board with, right? Whether that's additional recycling, whether it's automated, whether it's, um, you know, you want us to keep picking up uh, these large bulky items. We're the only community we've said before that does that around here, and we're getting a lot of bulky items, most probably from other communities as well. So that's <coughs> come to the public hearing tomorrow night, make your voice heard, so that we know what you want from a trash perspective. And for those of you that have been coming, I appreciate it. Look forward to a good discussion. Let's see. <laughs> uh, Teresa put the link for the 0% zero, the interest mass save heat loan for up to seven year terms. A homeowner can have two loans per residence up to a combined amount of $25,000. I participated in the heat loan program twice. One loan was for energy efficient windows, another loan was for steam boiler. I also got free installation that was made a significant impact on my gas energy bills. First time I had to pay 25% of the required installation. The second time last year, I got 100% free required installation as it was being offered. Um, I would recommend this program if needed, and she's given the link out there. So appreciate that, Teresa. Great. And that number for the mass save for the heat loan to get in that is 866-527-SAVE. <coughs> so Repeat it. 866-527-SAVE. S A V E. 
Yeah. That's through the Mass Save program. Yeah, don't freeze. It's heat loans. Nancy Reardon said, we had an entry assessment done at home through Mass Save. They did a great job. Insulation done, and we noticed a huge difference. And, yes, we received light bulbs, power strips, and energy-efficient shower heads. We did pay a small fee for the insulation. That's good to hear, Nancy. Um, here's an example. Uh, Ruth Essie, garbage wasn't picked up at the program on Teddy Street. I, I don't know how many times we have to hear this. Right? I'm, I'm not sure why, why, you know, that is a recurring theme. All right? They need to finish. Um, Cindy Elizabeth said, can you send me info about the home energy assessments? Can you repeat the home energy assessment again? <laughs> the, so to get that massive, the energy assessment, <clears throat> you can call 978 Two three seven four five three zero. We partner with a nonprofit, All in Energy, and they do the intake and schedule with the specialist teams for the for the assessment. Yeah. So you can call that number nine seven eight two three seven four five three zero, or just go online, mathuinsaves.org, and you can you can uh, on the request you know schedule an appointment on that right online. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And then we get a question that says, can we participate remotely with questions if we can't go to the Methuen City Council meeting tomorrow? How do we do this? So um, I don't think it, it's a, an in-person meeting, but you can participate in public participation by sending in uh, something that can be read. Um, and you can watch it. It will be live on um, the government channels. I'm looking for the flash. Nine? Eight, right? Is it eight? Eight? Oh. Eight. Eight and three, three, two. Eight and 22, right? No, almost. Almost got it. <laughs> don't, don't take that to the bank. It may as well as a bit. Three what? Eight and 32. Eight and 32. Channels eight and 32. Right? So, Teresa, you could send in public participation uh, by emailing uh, to the council, not to the mayor, to the council. Um, probably the best way is to Linda Gagnon, the council clerk, and that's right on the city website. Uh, send in your thoughts, and then watch either Channel 8 or 32, because Bethune Community Studios uh, publicizes the, the um, city council meetings. And you'll see uh, Gentleman Joe will be there. And me. And then Pat Bauer will be there. And um, this is, in my perspective, uh, another stepping stone to us helping us determine what the proper method is for um, July 2022. All right, doesn't solve the immediate problem, so I want to make sure people understand. I'm looking at that contract and addressing that separately right now. <laughs> Over and above that, we have an issue with our trash in the city. We dispose of a lot of trash. Um, if you remember the charts when Joe presented, we're one of the trashiest cities in the city. <laughs> we have, what, 19,000 tons last year. We set a yeah. record yep. with them for us. It was more than... A Everybody's <laughs> home throwing stuff away. Yep. We have 
more than so our trash is through the roof and our recycles are low, right? Which is a bad mix. Um, and so, um, you know, these meetings are important because so so let's just say that we we decided, you know, the human cry last time with the automated, and I was just a resident, was you know a lot of people thought it was too heavy or too big. And there's multiple sizes containers. Um, so the, that's been addressed by the industry. But over and above that, let's, let's, let's assume that we, we made a decision that we all thought, and collectively, that automated was the best. Well, we've got to order totes and things like that. For a, town, a city of 53,000, you don't order totes in about a week. It takes some time. Right, because you're going to need uh, for your seniors a little bit smaller totes for you know larger households. I forget are they 64 gallon? I forget what the number. Is. 64 gallons, 48 gallons. Right. So. 25 gallons. Yeah. So, and then there's some rules, right, around additional baggage. So we've got to kind of talk about that, um, because. As you drive up and down our streets, one of the other things that does make it difficult for our trash um, contract provider is we got all kinds of stuff out there. It's all over the place, and we've you know shared pictures of you know couches and um, you know bag after bag after bag, um, and, and you know I want to be frank. We we need to be we need to be. Um, Crystal clear as a group. What is it we want? Is that what we want to continue? If we do, then we're probably going to have to continue having trash difficulties because it does make it hard for a provider when week one, Joe's house provides two bags and week two, Joe's house provides 32 bags. Right? That's not something you can kind of plan for. Right? So... All of that goes into the offering. Uh, please come out and get involved in the uh, the discussion, if you will. <coughs> um, let's see. Okay. What else did you want to talk about, Joe? We got seven minutes left. Well, I brought along. You I did. I think I told you that I ran the New York Marathon. You did. I, you did. Sh- I, can sh- I didn't show off my bling, but I wanted to. So this was... Is that the gold medal? Did you win? I won. <laughs> no. This is... I have to get Karen, my friend, Karen Brosco. Does Karen Brosco watch this show? Karen, if you're out there, I have to get my my bling engraved. But uh, I was one of the 30,000. <coughs> I'm, I'm a member of the Merrimack Valley Striders, which is a big one. We had about 30 people in our running club. Does everybody who finishes the New York Marathon get that? Huh? Does everybody who finished get that? Everybody who finished got it. Wow. We had uh, we had about thirty Merrimack Valley Striders who ran it. I think more than Boston Marathon this year. But the thirty thousand people was a beautiful day. Um, this was the fourth marathon I've done, and it was the only one that had any good weather. It's either too hot or rainy. I ran Boston Marathon in the monsoon year of twenty eighteen. Did you? And. Uh, did you so, finish? Yeah, we had a great, uh, yeah, I did finish. It was a slog, but uh, we did it. And uh, 
We finished this one. This was the day. This was November seventh. So it was the day of the uh, the time change. Yeah. So finished <laughs> in the dark. Basically, because well, you know, congrats. Five hours. Thank you very much, and I got a nice medal. And uh, next time I see Karen, I'm going to get her. The did Rita run Raven? Rita didn't. Rita ran a half marathon <laughs> in Joshua Tree with our daughter. Era. So that was, uh, she was doing the same weekend. This was, New York Marathon was canceled in 2020. I was registered for that, deferred for a year, so. Uh, did you run so across the bridge? I ran across, that was the, yeah, it starts off, you go over the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, is, is from Staten Island, you hit all five boroughs. But yeah, the start is running over the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. So uh, and through Brooklyn. And then over the Queensboro Bridge, that's kind of where I fell apart, was over that bridge. Now that you mentioned bridges, and then over the 59th Street Bridge, you go through the Bronx and yeah. to Harlem, and finishes in Central Park. So it's a great way to see the city. I love New York. 26 miles. 26.2 miles. Wow. <laughs> so now I know why you're always running away from me. That's what it is, see, and you thought, and so, but I give a plug. Become a Merrimack Valley Strider, and uh, you too maybe become. I never thought I'd be uh, running marathons, and so this was the fourth one I've done in uh, five years. So that's great. So, that's great. And next week, I'll plug the Feaster Five. We have a lot of people run that. Um, that's next Thanksgiving morning. You can register at mbsruns.com. Go to the you can Merrimack run Valley. Walk, right? You can run or walk. It's a you know five k or five mile route, and uh, it's a great morning. It's usually a great day. Sometimes it can be cold. There have been a few. This is you know it's been uh, nineteen eighty eight was the first one. Do you get a pie when you finish? You used to get a pie, right? You, get, you still get a pie, so there will be a pie. And uh, there's a little you know there's an expo. There's a shirt for the first thousand or so registrants and uh, but it's a great day a great event there's always some celebrities i think i saw matt damon one year ran it when his dad lived in north andover and he was coming one way and i think he finished before me even though he's a smoker but uh yeah so it's it's a great event great way to start thanksgiving day to go to a football game and then (laughs) off to to the feast right yeah yeah. and you feast (laughs) Which reminds me, I heard that uh, Raymond's is uh, out of birds. Who was that? Raymond's Turkey Farm, I heard they're, oh, yeah, they're uh, out of pies, I should say. <laughs> uh, which reminds me, so next week on the show, we're, um, we're going to bring on a couple bakeries and a couple local establishments. Hopefully we'll get the Jafridas from JG's on, talk about what they've got for um, you know, for ice cream and for cakes for Thanksgiving, and maybe we'll get Piro's and maybe Tripoli's and talk a little bit about uh, food, which is uh, always a favorite topic of mine. That will be very good. Yeah. we got to talk about uh, <coughs> congratulations. Your electric vehicle it's got approved last night. We sent in the grant to the state this afternoon, so we'll have charging stations at City Hall and Lithuan High School. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, actually, we, uh, the fire chief and I were looking just before the show at um, 
a fire truck that's uh, combo diesel slush. Yeah. Well, I know, and we did get a grant, you know, the Green Communities grant where we're doing. Yeah. We're going to be doing lights at the library and lights at the LED lights at the. Um, at the central administration building. Yeah, we're getting two vehicles. We, we're getting a, a first uh, all-electric vehicle replacing the assessor's car. Assessor, yeah. Getting a hybrid vehicle for the police department. I think one of them we're going to really sit down with the chief. So. Yeah. Starting the process. You're, coming, we're, you're bringing Bethune into the 21st century. Look at I mentioned JGs and Rich Jafrida started watching. So, um, so next week on the show. We're going to talk about um, Thanksgiving and food and local options available to you, right? Because the, it, we're, we're blessed around here. There are plenty of places that we have. So, again, I remind you, um, over the course of the next four weeks, every part of the next four shows is going to have uh, somebody or something. Uh, we're going to have Merrimack Valley Golf Course on. Uh, we're going to talk about gift options that are available to you that you don't have to wait for those containers to be unloaded from offshore your local options the people that do so much for our community they're your best option All right, and just a reminder that um, our parade Saturday our two grand marshals we talk about people that do a lot for our community our thanks go out to uh, John Vargas from Butter Bing and Don Spiriglio from uh, Borelli's, they are co-grand marshals of the Santa Parade. And I can't think of uh, two gentlemen who do more for the Methuen community than those individuals. So we are appreciative of them. Come out and show them that you appreciate them. Uh, and tune in next week, and we'll talk a little bit over the next four weeks about gifting, local gifting, and the options available to you. In the meantime, stay healthy. God bless you all. Uh, let's continue to fight the war on trash. Don't forget uh, public hearing tomorrow night at 6 o'clock City Hall. Take care, and we'll be in touch.